0: is the second week of exploring peace last week we learned that Jesus the Prince of Peace is the source this week we ask the question how do we receive it let's begin worship by praying the Lord's Prayer together good morning Lewisburg community this morning I'd like to lead us in the Lord's Prayer our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us.
0: Lead, Lead us, not us not into temptation, temptation but, but deliver, deliver us, us from, from evil. evil.
1: For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: scripture today is Philippians 4 verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds, in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is hopeful, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in
1: me, put it into practice. And the God of peace be with you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Well. Um, Thank you for joining us today on our online service as we continue to do the whole social distancing uh thing um don't forget to look up the lyrics to the song the first song is resurrecting 5, 1 through five. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ,
0: through whom we have gained access by faith into His grace in which we now
1: stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know the suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us
0: And serve my enemies. I raise a holiday.
1: to spend extra money on things like toilet paper and uh, although some of you guys might be essential workers or working from home i know many of you guys may have even lost your
0: income and so your continued faithfulness and your giving to the well is just amazing and we so appreciate
1: it we love all of you Uh, i'll remind you that there's three different ways to give the first way is uh text to give at eight four three two one The second is to go to Lewisburgwell.org and click on the giving link. And later on this week, there will be a video
0: posted about how to walk you through that process and how simple it is. And the third is to mail a check to the well at the address listed below. Thank you. We'll see you soon.
1: Humanity tends to dwell on the negative we talked about this before uh, in church and in sermons, but even, even when we are trying to get to the positive, we really trudge our way right through the negative. Uh, there's a, there's a, a statement that I've been hearing in the pandemic more and more and more uh, that has really just made this more evident to me. And so it goes something like this. It says, this is not what we had planned. Uh, and there's been tons of different variations of this phrase and of this sentence. Uh, that I have seen and heard. There was a video that I was watching recently uh, of friends who had all sent in videos to a couple whose wedding had been delayed. And every single one of them, every last one of them started off in the first 30 seconds with something of this sentence. "This, I know this isn't what you had planned, but. I know this isn't what you were thinking, or this is not what you had all worked towards, but uh, I have been reading articles and, and seeing interviews done with athletes who uh, walked off the field for the last time, like right before spring break. It was either college level or high school level, who've all said, uh, you know, they never get to go back to the field. They never saw the field again, and they all said something similar to this. This is not what we had planned. I am heartbroken because if I'd have known that was the last time I was walking off the field, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And because I've had, or talked about this too, but because I have two seniors in my household, I have been paying attention to what some of the posting, the social media posts, for the senior class at Lewisburg High School and other colleges, uh, and what parents are saying about it. And this is the thing I keep hearing over and over again. This is not what we had planned. And there's a mourning that is taking place about having some of the traditions of uh, of high school and things like that. You know, that parade through the schools, that parade through the elementary side, you know, outdoor parade, uh, the stuff where you get to hug your friends and high five each other as you're walking out for that very last day. that feeling of being able to leave the school. Uh, A lot of those things are not going to happen. And so you hear people say, this is not what I had planned. Um, But even when we dwell on the negative, and here's the thing. When we dwell on the negative, um, the problem is uh, we can't move forward. I mean, come on. This is a sermon introduction about the negative. So we can't really seem to move forward once we get involved in this negative side. And every single time I heard this statement, whether it's in a video or read in an article or seen it on social media, It it was like a weight was put upon my shoulders. Every single time I read this or heard it, it made me realize all the things that we should be doing or that we had planned on doing and that we can't do simply because of our current situation. Um, And I began to realize it's just a constant reminder and that I'm not able to heal and move forward. I began to realize I was taking a lot of that weight on my shoulders. And folks, I'm telling you, it's time. It's time for us to actually heal and move forward. And today, here's the thing. I want to give you that permission to do that. I know you don't need my permission, but I want to give you permission to be able to look at where we are and to be able to release it all and move forward. It's time for us to embrace where we are. It's time for us to embrace what has happened and what is happening and what continues to happen. Um, You can't live... With this kind of weight on your shoulders and on your souls and on your physical bodies and on your minds and mental states, we can't live with this kind of weight forever. We just can't. And so I want to give you permission to begin to heal by seeking the peace of Christ. That's what this sermon series is really really all about, is to be able to say, how is it that I can have a new outlook in Christ as I move forward with the rest of life? How is it that we can do that? Last week, we took an opportunity to take uh, this question here. Where does peace come from? And we discovered through Scripture that peace comes from Jesus. And I know that sounds like the answer we always give. It's always Jesus. But literally, in Isaiah, Scripture tells us in Isaiah 9 that Jesus is literally the Prince of Peace. Well, this week, I want to take a little bit of a different angle. Uh, We're going to take a a familiar passage to us from Philippians chapter 4. Last October, you got an opportunity to hear a a riveting and life-changing sermon from Philippians chapter 4. And I know that every single one of you remember it. Um, But the idea was we looked at that scripture at the time from the understanding of attitude and how our attitude uh, affects our faith and our public witness and how we approach life. Well, today I want to look at it from a little bit different angle and ask this question instead. How do we receive peace? So from Philippians 4, uh, verses 4 through 9, here are the words of Paul. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. So I want to give a small PSA very quick like here. Uh, The sermon today is being brought to you in full, not in part, but in full by the word and. The word and would like for you to know that it is a conjunction and it likes to connect ideas from previous thoughts and continue them into afterthoughts. Now, it also, by the way, the word and, would like for you to know to not abuse it by making run-on sentences. It doesn't like it when you do that. So today's sermon is brought to you by the word and. Okay, there are two important ands uh, in this passage from Philippians 4 that are really, really drastic. And they're good, they're solid pieces for us to understand. The very first one is and the peace of God. In Philippians 4, 7, you got to hear and the peace of God transcends our understanding. Uh, And and you go, okay, so what is the peace of God? I've actually had several folks ask me this. And by the way, this is not easy to answer. Um, In fact, I remember, uh, I think last time I preached on this, uh, Cassie, and I'm calling you out, girl. You were like, what is the peace of God? And I'm pretty sure that I went, you know, that thing that passes all understanding and then decided to flub my way through the rest because it's a hard thing to answer. Um, We generally look at peace as the absence of conflict or the absence of war. So what I'm going to do is let me help you understand what peace is and what peace does. Um, Because truly here in this passage, it's not the absence of conflict. In fact, it is so much more than that. It's actually more like a total well-being. It is something that is a deep sense of comfort and it's a security beyond our understanding. It's a healing of the soul. It's life-giving. It is not something that the world can give and it is absolutely not something that the world can take away what it is is actually permanent it is god's peace given to us through christ jesus it is permanent it is not situational it is not something i recognize that in some places we feel like we feel the peace more than others but the peace in the presence of god is always there so that's what it is but what does it do well according to the scripture when it transcends our understanding Uh, It actually guards our hearts and our minds, which means that it's keeping watch over us. It is literally keeping our hearts safe, and it's protecting our minds uh, so that we are always, our hearts and our minds both, are staying connected uh, to Christ. It is literally guarding over us to help keep us from uh, our connection with Christ to uh, being severed. So that's what it is. That's what peace is. That's what peace does. But the question, though, is, if we're being, if, the, if today's sermon is being brought to you by the word, and why is this and the peace of Christ so important? What leads to this word? Well, um, the first thing that Paul says is rejoicing. You see, in the in the verses right before this, we kind of get the impression. Uh, that there's some kind of a division that's taking place in the church at Philippi. And he calls a couple people out, and he says, I need you all to have the mind of the Lord, or as he says in other places in the book, the mindset of Christ. And he says, I don't need you to be divided. In fact, encourage each other and lift each other up. And he gets to this where he says, so I tell you to rejoice. And then I say it again, rejoice. He says it twice. Now look, I, I want you to know I get it. And I want you all to get your, p- uh, your bingo cards ready. Get your pandemic bingo cards ready, because here we go. You ready? We are in a pandemic. Totally get that. Uh, we have been quarantined. We have uh, been sheltered in place now for somewhere in the vicinity of six weeks, or is it 64? I'm not really sure. It's a long time, uh, but I do recognize that uh, this is nothing like we've experienced in our lifetimes. These are trying times. This is things that and we've heard all of these phrases, by the way, over and over and over again, right? Um, nothing, as I mentioned earlier with that phrase, nothing that we have planned is working as we have thought it would. Nothing. L- listen, if this doesn't help you understand that, listen to what I'm going to tell you here. Our church is being run by video and Zoom, our entire church. So if that doesn't really clarify that nothing is working as it is planned, y'all, this is really different. All of it is. But what's the possibility that really, rather than looking at the negative all the time and looking at it, it's not the way that we have planned it. What's the possibility we can flip this around and find joy and rejoice? what is going on. I'm not trying to downplay the severity of the pandemic, but what I'm saying is it has actually, and for my world, and it didn't for the first few weeks, but I'm learning now that we've been in this for 64 plus weeks, that maybe the pandemic's forcing us to slow down. Maybe during this time, we are actually getting, instead of going haywire and all over the place, we're really getting good quality family time together. Now, I realize that for some of our families, that may not be the best thing. But this is a time to work through all of that. What's the possibility that what this has done is made us reevaluate life? Really truly look at what's important and really what can be tossed to the side. Because I promise you, vast majority of you, not all of you, but the vast majority of you, your calendars, your meetings, your practices, your games, your schedules, they all went out the door about six weeks ago. And guess what? Life still happens. Life is still going on. So why not find joy in that, in rejoicing that this is changing how we view life. It's changing how we focus on our faith. It's changing how we uh, look back and we glory, uh, we give glory to God through these things. In Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, Paul is telling the Romans, hey, now that you're justified in Christ, you have the peace of Christ. You have the peace of God that is literally coming right through that of Jesus Christ. And he says, so we can view life different." We can actually take glory in our suffering because suffering gives way to perseverance, which gives way to character, which gives way to hope, which gives way to the love of God. That's what rejoicing does for us. But he doesn't stop there. He tells us second that uh, we are to spend time in praying. So he's talking about rejoicing and then he's talking about time to pray. And he says, hey, y'all, the, the Lord is near. The Lord is near. So let's take our anxieties. Let's take our requests and let's cast them on to God. Since God is nearby, then let's let him have our fears and our anxieties and our panic moments. All of these things that we wrestle with, he's like, here, give it to God. Spend time giving that to God. God is bigger than our struggles, and he's bigger than all of our problems. And sometimes we pray as if God's not. And what I'm saying is during the pandemic time, while we've taken time to slow down, don't take that opportunity to fill it with more stuff. Like, you know, binge watching Netflix and those kind of things. Take the time to spend in prayer. Maybe you're praying over your family. Maybe you're praying over your friends and your neighbors. Maybe you're praying over your church. You're praying over your community. You're praying over our government officials. You're praying over uh, all the frontline folks in the medical field. You're praying over those first responders who are having to go and deal with folks um, literally that have COVID 19 right there face to face. We could be praying for these folks. And casting all of our fears and all of those things right back onto God. And what I love about that verse is that's where He gives, in the middle of telling us to pray, He tells us the third thing, too, is He says, Do that with thanksgiving. You see, Paul is saying that while you can literally, you can literally pray your thanks. Pray your thanks. Be thankful and remember what it is that God has given us and all the things that God is doing for us, even in the midst of all this craziness. In the midst of all this apocalypse is what it feels like. It's an opportunity to slow down, to rejoice, to spend time praying and give thanks for what God has done for us. So what is the and connecting there? Well, spend time rejoicing and praying and giving thanks and the peace of God will be with you. But that's just the first and. The second and is similar, so different. The second one is, and the peace of God. And this is actually, I guess, I, 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 I'm sorry, the God of peace. And I actually put that in there wrong. I think that's the wrong passage. I think that's the wrong. Yep, I got the wrong reference in there. This is actually verse 9. Ignore me on that. Uh, but the idea of, and the God of peace will be with you all. You see, this and, again, uh, it, it's, it's a little bit different in order. Because we've been used to seeing it, and the peace of God, instead of the God of peace. So what is Paul trying to do here? Well, he's trying to wrap up a letter. Let's just be honest. Paul is actually at a point where he's like, hey, I'm starting to wrap this thing up. And I I want you to hear my progression of thought. We have done the rejoicing and the praying and the giving of thanks so that we can have the peace of God. Well, let me give you some things so that you can actually draw closer to the presence of the God of peace. And so he gives us a couple of things to take a look at. The very first thing that leads to the end is the mindset of Christ. This is literally a mindset. The mindset of Christ is a theme all the way throughout Philippians. Uh, We find it specifically in chapter 2 where he's like, take on the mindset of Christ. Like he is, literally he lays it out right there in Philippians 2. He lays it out just before this passage, before somewhere around verses, uh, I think it's around verse 2. He says for y'all to take on that mindset of the Lord. And then he does it here in verse 8. And in verse 8, what he does is he does this huge list of things. All of these virtues of which Jesus embodies. Jesus embodies that entire thing. And he says, for all of these things that you have here, this list, take whatever is praise children. He said then, then think about those things and dwell on those things. The difference is, though, Paul has never asked us to stay anywhere. So he says to think about these things, but he doesn't mean for us to live right there and never get beyond it. The next thing he says is to practice everything that he's taught them. So it's a, it's a mindset of Christ, but it's also a practicing of the faith. Paul never gives. Look, like in any of the scripture, you will never find Paul patting anybody on the back, number one. He doesn't pat a whole lot of anybody on anything. But the other thing is he does like to pat people. He doesn't like to pat people on the back when he's like, yes, good job in thinking. I'm so proud of you for thinking. Good job. No, he's like, all right, now that you've thought something, I need you to get out and do those things. Because you see, the idea for Paul is it's fine if we sit here and practice them. But if you don't do them, it doesn't mean a whole lot. He takes a very harsh, like a James-type approach. That faith without deeds is dead. He's like, no, man, get out and do it. And so as we are out, he's like, look, man, get out there and make this thing happen. And so what he's saying is the practicing of our faith will actually draw us closer to our God of peace. It will actually strengthen our relationship with him. So you go, okay, well, what leads to this end? Of, okay, and the God of peace will be with us. We'll take on the mindset of Christ and then go practice those things. That leads to, and you will have then have the God of peace with you. So, so folks, here's what I'm saying. Here's my encouragement to you. It's time. It's time. Let's seek the faith of Christ right now. Let's seek the peace of Christ and continue to move in that direction for God to calm our spirits, to give us that security seek the peace of christ begin to heal from all of this and let's move forward begin to heal this is going to be with us for a while i don't care how many times kenneth copeland can blow the virus away it doesn't matter it's not going anywhere for a while and we know that and we get that things are going to be different moving out here moving away from this time as we come out of all this moving forward it's going to be different but that doesn't change how our faith works in that. We can still be seeking in healing. Uh, we can be seeking the peace of Christ in healing for where we are. I know we've got a lot of things that we have to process, but as we seek the peace of Christ, those things become easier and easier and easier to process. The more we rejoice, the more healing takes place. The more we pray, the closer to Christ we become because we feel more and more peace. The more we are giving thanks, the more God is saying, yes, Good for recognizing the things that I am giving you. The more it is that we wrestle with the mindset of Christ in practicing our faith, the closer we're going to be. Listen, uh, the idea is we have to adjust our mindset. We have to adjust. Let's adjust who we are and and what we're doing as we move forward. That doesn't mean ministry is over. In fact, it means quite the opposite. The idea is that this is the time the church can be really, really strong. This is the time that we can be evidence, evidence to the world that Christ is risen and Christ is alive as we seek out God's peace, as we seek out that peace of Christ. This is the time to move forward uh, in a way that says, I am yours. To appoint that, as Paul then moved on in the next few verses— May this be what our um, our moving towards Christ and moving towards the peace of Christ may it lead us to a place where we can say this right here. That I can be content in all situations, ultimately, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Go seek the peace of Christ starting today. Don't be uh, applauding yourself for thinking all this. Go and be a doer of the peace of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us in worship today make sure to leave us a comment and say hey uh we'd love to hear from you make sure you share the video and get that out there as well um so there's a couple of things coming on this week that we want you to know about to sign up for so ringing of the bell we're still doing that at 6 pm uh every night through the end of this week to let our medical folks know that we are in solidarity with them the second thing is we have a prayer meeting every tuesday night as of right now at six o'clock And so you can, it's a a Zoom meeting. The information will be out on social media on Monday, uh, or every Monday, really. And so that you can jump in and spend some time in prayer with us. And let's spend time on our faces in front of God. The third thing is the community wells. Jump into a community well. We have one of us every single night of the week. Uh, so you can't, there's no, you can't go wrong with this. And so make sure that we want you to stay connected uh, and still have folks looking after each other. So be a part of a community well. Uh, that information has come out in the emails uh, as well as you can find it on our website. So finally today at The Benediction, I want you to pass the piece. Uh, last week we talked about passing the piece to everybody that you know to let them know they're essential. Well this week I want you to specifically isolate those who are in the medical field, first responders, and those who deal with drive-through stuff. Because those folks are literally on the front lines. Uh, They face people every single day. And so make sure to send them something or uh, phone. Just give them a good phone call. Uh, I know we don't do that very often anymore. uh, But take the opportunity to do a phone call uh, and let them know how much you appreciate the work that they're doing. So now go and seek out the peace of Christ and may the God of peace be with you. Amen.